I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Wednesday, the show presented by BetMGM, Stormy Bonantoni and Wes Reynolds with you in for Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher today. Michael will be back tomorrow, though, and welcoming Patrick back Sunday after a well-deserved vacation. Um, we're going to have a lot of guests with us today. JVT on talking about USA basketball, Lou Finacaro getting a, a feel for the UFC slate later. Josh Applebaum, as always, joining us later in the second hour and a lot to get to in the NFL. And we're going to start in the Olympics today, Wes, because... We woke up yesterday with news that Simone Biles had withdrawn from the team competition. And then today we find out that she's withdrawing as well from the individual competition, citing mental health reasons. Um, she, of course, was the overwhelming favorite to repeat as champion in the all around. So just before I get into how I feel about this, because I have some heavy feelings, how do you feel about it? Well, and from a betting perspective, I'll start with that first. Yeah. We're still waiting for the prices to re be redone. Of course, the all around competition is overnight tonight, tomorrow morning. So she's also in qualified in all four of the apparatus, mm -hmm. all four of the individual events, floor, vault, balance beam, and uneven bars. So hasn't withdrawn yet from that. But obviously, this was such a short turnaround from mm -hmm. when this happened. And, you know, Stormy, I wasn't watching this live, but I did watch this on the tape delay at prime time because I wanted to see how this really developed because I think it was kind of a shock when it broke yesterday morning, even before, right before we got on the air. And I saw that vault she did. That was the first event of the team 
all around competition. And she kind of got like lost in the air. Mm -hmm. And I haven't watched every single competition Simone Biles has been a part of, but I've watched enough of them to know that even like a mediocre vault, okay, maybe she takes a little hop on the landing. That happens when you're, you know, doing such a difficult level vault mm -hmm. because their difficulty scores are always off the charts, usually the highest in the field. And she like went to her knee on, on this vault. So I was like, Okay, something's wrong. Maybe mm -hmm. it's a good idea that she withdrew, you know, you because see on I thought her face too. Okay, yeah, she she looked like lost in the air and they were pointing that out on commentary and it was like, okay, something is way off here because even a mediocre vault is a really good score and I think her score was somewhere in the 13s. It's like even like a below average or below par vault by her standards is like 14 and a half. Mm -hmm. I don't want to get into the intricacies of the scoring, but you could tell something was off and then it was like, okay, well they have to count they might have to count that score. So, you know, if this is going to apply to other events, of course you have the balance beam. That beam is like this thin, <laughs> so it's like you can easily fall off that beam and then all of a sudden you got a terrible score. So, you know, credit to her teammates for getting a silver medal and rallying because obviously you take the top player off the team, you know, and now they got to recover. And I'm sure they probably thought, oh, God, what do we do now? But they did show up, still got the silver medal. They were favored, of course, mm -hmm. one to five, minus 500 to win the gold medal. Did not happen. That's not going to happen. You know, if Simone Biles was ruled out before the competition, that price would have obviously been different. But, you know, it, it, it's a really weird thing, Stormy, because I think one of the things that we see on social media, I said social media yesterday, I think I used the word, it's a corrosive place. Yeah. It's also a place that doesn't allow for a nuanced discussion of things like this. It's always either or. You know, it's, it's one side or the other. There's no middle ground. There's no, yeah, I see this, but I think this as well. And look, just from a human standpoint, I'm obviously empathetic towards her in terms of everything that she's gone through. And I thought somebody who was really good on this last night was Michael Phelps in the studio with Mike Tirico on that NBC primetime coverage. Because he dealt with some with some mental illness and, and some issues, but this was after the competition because it's like I accomplished being the greatest swimmer of all time. I achieved every goal I wanted to achieve in my sport that I dedicated every single day of my life training for, but now it's over. Now the lights have gone down and the spotlight goes away. So it's like, now what? What do I do now? So I thought he had some really good insight and observations about this last night. But, you know, I think in going too far, I think you can be both places, Stormy. You can obviously be empathetic towards Simone Biles in this situation. And you can also be disappointed just as a fan. It's like, yeah, I'm kind of disappointed. Yeah. You know, she's not in the competition <laughs> because I wanted to see her do what she does better than anybody else in the world as a defending Olympic champion. Like, you can be both places. Like, when we're getting into discussion of she betrayed the country and we're getting into these yeah. patriotism discussions. It's like, you know, we didn't send her off to war. We send her off to tumble, you know, in, in the air and, and compete in a competition. So I think we ought to keep it in perspectives and everybody, it seems like is just living like a gimmick or a character. It's like, well, I got to be this and I got to rip her for this, you know? Yeah. And everything you speak about the social media side of it and everything that I feel like I've seen is either one way of she's a quitter and she's mm -hmm. not a team player and she's mm -hmm. anti anti-American because she's right. not, you know, fighting out there for gold right. or the other side where it's like, actually, she's the goat because she's stepping down from competition. Mm -hmm. And I don't really subscribe to that theory either. For me, in the mental side of it with gymnastics, and I was a competitive gymnast for a number of years, nowhere mm -hmm. near the level of somebody like a Simone Biles, full disclosure, but I really understand the mental hurdles that you have to overcome right. in a sport like that. And a lot of the arguments that I've seen are like, well, LeBron James 
Williams would never leave after the first quarter because he can get over a mental hurdle. But also, LeBron James, if he goes out um, and continues to compete in a basketball game when his head isn't in it, he's probably not going to hurt himself. He's not going to break his neck. He's not going to do something that severe. He could paralyze himself or something like that. Simone Biles, if she goes out and competes and isn't in the right mental headspace that she needs to be, she does skills that other Olympians don't even try. Mm -hmm. They're so difficult Mm -hmm. and so dangerous. And so it's really important to me to get that across that if you are bailing out or balking out of such difficult skills, it's extremely dangerous. And I don't think when you, you can't compare that to a lot of other sports in that sense. You can't compare that to a basketball. If a, if a swimmer isn't in the right headspace, they're not going to drown. You know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's a different Mm -hmm. thing in my opinion. And, and one of the things that when I talk about nuance, obviously I have the empathy towards Simone Biles and I'm generally supportive of her side here in this situation, but also, you know, the mainstream media is a little bit to blame here, I think, because when you look at the fact that you're promoted and it's like the goat, the goat, mm-hmm. every single time on commentary, how great she is. And look, they're right. The commentators that, that do this competition, but then, you know, when this happens, it's kind of like, there's no real nuance in the coverage. There's not the proper empathy to go along with the fact that, you know, let's keep in mind, she's not full 14 years old, right? She's not like she's a, a little four year old woman. Yeah. Now. She's a grown, she's a grown ass woman, as they say. <laughs> and you know, she's not like a porcelain doll that you've got to protect and you've got to shelter here. You can still exercise, I think the right amount and proper amount of empathy without, I think, you know, going a little overboard and what, to what you were saying, I think that the media sometimes is kind of shaping a little bit of narratives to kind of fit what they want to say, well, she made the ultimate sacrifice. You know, I'm sure she was thinking about the team, but that's not the reason why this right. happened. She obviously felt that something was clearly off and it, and it certainly looked at, and I'm not, I, I know enough about gymnastics, but I'm not an expert in the intricacies of the sport, but I could even see, okay, something's off here. Yeah, no question. So we'll just have to see moving forward what happens with Simone Biles. She did win gold in the individual competition on vault and on floor back in 2016. So we'll just keep an eye out if she does ultimately continue while everybody's seemingly been so disappointed uh, in the U.S. when it comes to gymnastics and the Simone Biles situation. They finally have something to cheer about with USA Basketball, which is good, and betters do as well because not only did Team USA get the win over Iran yesterday, but they covered a 39.5 point spread. If you got at that number with our friends at Circa, the number was 42. Mm-hmm. So a huge spread that they ultimately covered winning 120 to 66. I left money on the table because I only ended <laughs> up playing the first quarter here because I thought, okay, they're going to come out focus. This is obviously an Iranian team that is overmatched. Probably I think it would be safe to say the worst team of the pool of teams uh, not wanting to besmirch them too much, but nevertheless, look Team USA made shots, and that's something they didn't do in the first game. They made 19 threes here, and this team I think is a more offensive scoring design roster really than it is a defensive type of roster because they really have one guard on this team that I think is kind of what you would somewhat call a defensive stopper, that being Drew Holiday. So when they get like deeper in the draw, when they get into the knockout tournament type of play after they're done with the pool play here in the preliminaries, then you're going to have to deal with somebody like a Luka Doncic. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, who is going to be able to guard him? Well, maybe Drew Holiday can because, you know, some of these bigger guys or bigger wings aren't going to be fast enough or aren't going to be good enough defenders like Damian Lillard for all of his greatness. 
is not a really good defender. So it's going to have to be Drew Holiday that's going to be doing this going forward. So that's what you see with Team USA. They're going to have to score points to win. This is not going to be something where they have, I guess, like a defensive type of game where they can necessarily win because they already obviously had that with France mm-hmm. and that did not happen. So you really didn't see an adjustment in the price stormy in terms of the win to gold medal. They're pretty much the same as they are yesterday. No real overreaction or adjustment off beating, you know, the worst team in the pool. Minus 250 basically is the market consensus for USA to win gold. So it's like, look, if you're a believer in Team USA here, this is the low point because, you know, assuming that they beat the Czech Republic in the final pool game and they get into the tournament, then it's going to be $3. Then it's going to be 325 or 350 So just from a number standpoint, this is the absolute, I think, market low to buy Team USA if you believe that they're going to win this gold medal. Yeah, and in, in terms of just the scoring that they were able to put up, 55% from the floor, nearly 50% from three as a team. And Damian Lillard, early on in that game from three, was on fire. I think he ended with seven for mm-hmm. the game, something mm-hmm. along that, those lines. Uh, did you see what Giannis Antetokounmpo tweeted yesterday he, he is he i guess he is not a peacock subscriber <laughs> stormy and i was uh i was with the greek freak on this look i have the peacock but it's like you know i'm kind of old school yeah. it's like i have all these damn channels on satellite or cable you know can we put it on something because what was on during that time was taped competition pretty much across right? the board it was like canoeing yeah and... and this was taped if it was live great but you know you're replaying that usa australia's women's soccer match mm-hmm. that has aired like two or three times or you're replaying softball, the uh, gold medal game, which Japan took yesterday morning. And it's like you have NBCSN, you have USA, you have CNBC, and you have NBC. And you also have Olympics Channel. You have all these different channels putting aside the streaming. And they're not going to air USA Basketball Live. The the second number two sport, at least in America, is professional basketball. And they're not going to air that live here. I just thought it was baffling. I know you want to get the Peacock subscribers, but, you know, let's show at least a little bit well, of reason here. Yeah, it's like people are already either playing for cable, paying for cable or cord cutters. So they've mm-hmm. got all these other apps basically adding up. But I was just laughing at Giannis's tweet. Yeah. What time is USA team playing tonight and what channel? Oh, if I got a pay, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, you would think that they would put this on television and and, and with with all the streaming service. But nevertheless, Team USA, a 54-point win. So the sky hasn't fallen just yet. Uh, They will get the Czech Republic here to finish out pool play in a couple days. And the USA women's basketball team made history winning the inaugural three-on-three event, stormed out to a 7-2 lead, never looked back, ultimately defeated Russia 18-15. Just a little fun Vegas tie there. Two of the four players on that team, Kelsey Plum and Jackie Young, both play for the Las Vegas Aces here, so that was great. And uh, Katie Ledecky in the swimming bounced back from a fifth-place finish in the 200-meter freestyle to win the first-ever 1,500 uh, in women's competition, and she's now tied with the second-most gold medals by a female swimmer uh, in history. And she will be in the 800 free yep. tonight. Big favorite. And one of the stories, too, there was the men's 4 by 200 relay in the freestyle that was the first time that an American team did not reach the podium 
in a relay because uh, one of the points of controversy or discussion, Caleb Dressel, who's probably the best swimmer on the men's side for Team USA, a great freestyle swimmer, was not on the relay. So, look, it's like I kind of commented. Was I was that? like, you needed him on the relay, and I never really got a reason why they didn't yeah, put him didn't on Michael if it was. did Michael Phelps say that also? He's like, yeah. well, I don't understand why he's not on the relay. You know, relay. and he called it. He's like, this team's going to really struggle to medal here. And, look, you know, I think most of the analysts are kind of like pro Team USA and want to see them do well. But you got to call it like you see it. And, uh, by the way, you mentioned Katie Ledecky, a local here. Erica Sullivan, mm-hmm. who is from the uh, Sandpipers Sand Club of Nevada <laughs> right here in Las Vegas, uh, received, the, uh, received the silver medal, had a great swim. And, look, Katie Ledecky was almost happier for her. She went immediately, like, after she finished and she's waiting for Sullivan to finish, goes right over to the lane and hug her and showed a lot of class. So uh, I thought that was a nice moment at least. Uh, after so much disappointing mm-hmm. news on the American side throughout the day, Katie Ledecky is still Katie Ledecky, so that's good to see. And I know yesterday we talked a little bit on the show so much about how maybe the Olympics don't have the same feel this year. Yeah. And, but that was one of those moments, though, where I did get the chills a little bit. Yeah. And I was like, you know, this is why you watch the Olympics. Yeah, we want those feel-good moments and those stories. We haven't had many of them, but good that we had one last night. Yeah, no question. We'll get to one quick NFL headline, if you don't mind, before we take a quick break. Just like Alex Ovechkin yesterday tweeting his I'm back, re-signing with the Capitals. Randall Cobb is headed headed to Twitter saying, I'm coming home, accompanied by a photo of him back in Packers gear. Uh, seems like the Texans are trading for former Packer receiver to Green Bay. Um, and we talked a lot about the Aaron Rodgers saga and the concessions that he wanted from the Packers. And uh, is this kind of the first effect of that that we're seeing? Yeah, I think the Packers are kind of like, okay, we've only got, you know, not much time left with this guy. We are still one of the short prices here in the NFC. So we've got to, you know, make some concessions here. Randall Cobb, of course, was with the Green Bay Packers from 2011 to 2018, spent a season with the Cowboys, spent a season with the Texans, now 30 years old. So far from an old man, nevertheless, even though the production has declined a little bit. But uh, he's going to be, I think, you know, Aaron Rodgers is saying, okay, this is what I want. If we want to win a Lombardi here, that's what we're going to do. Yeah, no question. And you look at the the Rodgers props at BetMGM. Uh, they weren't up at BetMGM. Rather, they are up at DraftKings. Um, 4,550 4, pass yards and 35 and a half passing touchdowns. So we can get into a little more NFL headlines on the other end of this break. Stay with us right here on the Lombardi line. Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Dare. 
It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Just around the corner, it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada, please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. So we welcome you back into the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. Stormy Bonantoni and Wes Reynolds with you. And uh, before we took a break, we were talking a little bit about the Aaron Rodgers situation and how we learned today that it looks like his former whiteout, Randall Cobb, will be back in the fold with the Packers. And, you know, all the breaking news yesterday that Rodgers showed up to camp and it Mm -hmm. seems like this is really the first significant showing um, coming down from the concessions that were made. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Randall Cobb, the the band getting back together in Green Bay. (laughs) So it's like uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, serving as like Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons of Kiss when they got Ace Freely back in the band all those years ago. So bringing back in Randall Cobb here. And then uh, look, Aaron Rodgers, even at his age, off uh, pretty much a career year when you look at the numbers, Stormy. I know we're going to get into the Mm -hmm. props here in a minute completed just under 71% of his passes, had 48 touchdown passes. That's a career high. Cute quarterback rating near a career high at 121.5. And uh, the touchdown percentage uh, was a career high. The interception percentage, a career low, which is a good thing as an NFL quarterback, obviously, in terms of the amount of passes he threw. So, look, uh, can he keep that going here? Or was that the peak and now we're going to see the decline? And that's kind of the mystery here.
here, but certainly uh, wanting to get all of his safety valves at least in place <laughs> to make sure he continues this pace. Yeah, no question. I think that's the difficult thing coming off an MVP season. You mentioned the 48 touchdowns, just five interceptions all year long. It's That's not exactly the most replicable thing that you can do, but if we do want to take a look at what those props are, bet MGM doesn't have them up yet, but we do have them from DraftKings. Um, for Rodgers, okay, so last year he had 4,900 4,299 pass yards. His prop is at 4,550 and a half. He's passing touchdowns at 35 and a half. Uh, those are pretty high numbers. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Yeah, they are. And I think uh, I'm trying to recall. I think the market high I saw over the summer was like Mahomes at 39 and a half touchdown passes. So. 35 and a half really kind of seems right on line. Now, the passing yards increased from last year yep. because he was at 4,300. And he has 17 games. Yeah, and, and he has, I think, only gone over 45, 50 and a half yards, the price here from DraftKings, just one time in his career. And that was in 2011 when he had 46, 43. So he has only gone over this number one time. I would certainly, I, I don't do a lot of these like yardage type props, but I would certainly lean to the under. He's only eclipsed that one time and you know he's been off a little bit this summer look he looks in good physical condition I know we saw him play that golf match with Bryson DeChambeau (laughs) and Phil and Tom Brady up there in Montana but I think this number is a little bit high. I know it seems like, okay, the band's all back together, so you're going to be the same band you were 10 years ago. Well, not necessarily. you got to kind of retool a little bit. You've got to actually rehearse before right. you take the stage. So that's why I would be a little lukewarm on going over here in terms of the passing yard, so under for me. Yeah, and obviously great having Randall Cobb back in the fold. Devontae Adams, one of the best, if not the best, receiver in the NFL right now. Um, so you've got, you've got targets. But for Ian Rodgers, I, I do have a similar question that you had in terms of his offseason this mm-hmm. past year and that what was the level of his workouts given all of the distractions that he's had, whether it was from a contract standpoint, his issues with the organization or out golfing or out right. posting Jeopardy, right. whatever he may be doing, like what is his level of focus necessarily from day one? Yeah, and obviously he is about to be uh, newly married at yes. some point, now engaged to actress Shalane Woodley, of course, uh, was previously his previous paramour was uh, race car driver Danica Patrick. But look, that's that's a point. And we've been talking a lot, not necessarily, I don't want to use the term mental illness, but in terms of mental breaks and, you know, you know, things that go on in your mind in terms of like when you've been off so long and where your focus is. And now, okay, because he's on the back nine of his career. So it's like, what is he going to do for opportunities after football? Is he going to stay in the game? Is he going to go into broadcasting? So now this is the time you and your management and your agent kind of start thinking about that because nothing's going to last forever. So yet another reason why I would lean to the under. I still think he's going to be very good and very productive. Green Bay is going to be a very good team and a legit contender, but I thought these numbers were a little inflated, at least on the opening news. Yeah, I agree. And he is still plus 800 in the potential MVP future. Stay with us right here on the Lombardi line. More NFL on the other side.
The VEASAN football betting guides are coming soon, and there's no better way to prepare for the college and pro football seasons. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, player awards, the whole shebang. Each guide's only 20 bucks, and discounts are available when you buy both. So now is the time to reserve your copy or sign up for VEASAN All Access and get everything we offer for the entire football season. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe, and we will continue our football talk here on the Lombardi line, Stormy Bonantoni and Wes Reynolds here with you. And before we went to break, we were talking about last year's MVP in Aaron Rodgers and his situation. And now we're going to transfer to another former MVP in Lamar Jackson, who came out today that he will not be participating to start Ravens training camp because he's tested positive for COVID-19. It's unclear when he'll exactly be able to return. So what's the level of concern with this? Because right now your quarterback room out there is looking like Trace McSorley and Tyler Huntley. Right. And and look, uh, this is just a positive test. We shall see what this is going to be. You never want to necessarily overreact to this because the Colts actually had Frank Reich test positive mm-hmm. for COVID-19. So I don't think that that's going to, I know betters, you know, bet on bad news and, and, you know, that does shape the market, which is why I brought it up. I don't think it's going to affect anything for the regular season, but look, this is a big year for Lamar Jackson. This is now the year where he has to show some development in the passing game. The Ravens were the worst passing team in the entire NFL last year and he's got to be able we know he's got a strong arm maybe the accuracy a little bit of a concern but now he's got to be able to throw to football you never want to take one of his best weapons away which is his legs and his mobility so he's always going to be you know because he's so hard to defend and you don't have a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL that can run like Lamar Jackson but you also want him to make plays with his arm and to the Ravens credit they have you know restocked in terms of the receiving core. You still have Hollywood Brown. Mm-hmm. They got Sammy Watkins as a free agent. Rashad Bateman, they drafted in the first round out of the University of Minnesota. Also, Tylon Wallace was a draft pick out of Oklahoma State in the fourth round. Miles Boykin is back. Uh, so you have good receivers here with Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. but obviously the health is, you know, you don't want to say it's not a concern, but you certainly have to look at it. They have two new linemen on the uh, starting lineup for the offensive line. They signed Alejandro Villanueva from the Steelers on the right side. Also, Kevin Zeitler. The big concern on that offensive line is when Ronnie Stanley is going to come back. Of course, Ronnie Stanley from right here in Las Vegas, Nevada, yeah. played at Bishop Gorman High School and was at uh, Notre Dame. Arguably one of the better left tackles in the league, but he got carted off the field in week eight last year against Pittsburgh, had an ankle injury that ended his season, was on on IR. He is now on what is called the pup list, the physically unable to perform list. He can be upgraded because obviously if you're on injured reserve, then there's only a certain day you can come back. You can't come right back right away to start the season. So that's why he's not on IR. So we'll see if Ronnie Stanley Stanley is going to be available to go. They've got some depth in the backfield, kind of that one-two punch with J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards. So they should be able to run the ball. And really Lamar Jackson, one-two-three punch because you got to include him in terms of running the football. Look, I think the Ravens, they always have a solid defense, one of the better defenses in the league. They're kind of the team that might be being a little slept on in the AFC North because the Cleveland Browns do look like, okay, they made they made the, the run in the AFC playoffs. Like, they finally delivered the promise on what they had a couple years ago when everybody was betting them and kind of cutting in line to bet them on futures, division, Super Bowl, conference, what have you. And then they were a couple years away. Well, now they have a coach, Kevin 
Kevin Stefanski, one coach of the year who did a very good job in his rookie season in Cleveland. So it kind of seems like, okay, this is the year Cleveland becomes a real Super Bowl contender. Well, then the Ravens get ignored. And then you have questions in Pittsburgh. The defense is, what, is no question in mm-hmm. Pittsburgh. They're arguably one of the best in the NFL. They have a Super Bowl winning defense. But is that quarterback able to get closer to his Super Bowl <laughs> form with uh, Ben Roethlisberger? The running game was terrible. The offensive line, I think, has some issues. So that's why I think people are a little lukewarm on the Pittsburgh Steelers. But for Baltimore and this prop, I thought I saw this prop earlier in the summer. It might have been in a different book in terms of the passing yards. I think it was like 3,200, and it's now up to 3,450. And at 3,200, I was like, go over. But now with this adjustment, it's probably about right, even though I expect him to show some development in the passing game. Or at least he's going to have to if Baltimore is going to go any further. Well, that's the thing. He is expected to, especially with all of the weapons that you had referenced. But uh, given the the dual threatness that he has had and going over 1,000 rushing yards each of the last two years, it – I, I don't know. I looked at that number and thought it was extremely high, personally. Yeah. I, ugh, Considering, I think he was at somewhere in the 2,700 range in terms of yards 2757. Yes. Uh, so, and they were dead last in terms of passing offense and yards per game, and when you only throw for 2,700 yards. And in a passing league now, I mean, this is not the mid-1980s where you had 2,200, 2,300 yard rushers here. So, uh, you know, he, I, I think now at 3,450, that's a little bit higher. 3,200, I would have been willing to go with the over. His passing uh, touchdowns prop, 25 and a half. He had 26 last year. Uh, moving on to another quarterback in the NFL right now, the rookie. Second overall pick to the Jets, Zach Wilson, is the only player absent from the start of Jets training camp because he's yet to sign his rookie deal. The holdup appears to be some language regarding offsets that require teams to recoup money if a player is cut before the contract is over, signs with another team. This is taking extremely long for a typical rookie deal. What do we make of this? Yeah, uh, for for Zach Wilson. Uh, and and look, this is a guy that needs a lot of time. I mean, this is a guy that's going to be a rookie quarterback, and, and you're going to need to develop. And, I mean, you saw a lot of him covering BYU games, but obviously that's a little bit of a different breed of competition here when you're playing UTSA or some team like that, and you could put up stupid numbers against them. But, you know, the sooner the better. He's going to need some development. You know, they moved on from Sam Darnold, who's now in Carolina. By the way, I was as a side note, I think that's going to be good for Sam Darnold. Carolina is a team that I really like in terms of the season win totals. I don't think they're like a contender in the NFC, but I think it's going to be good for him to get out of New York. But now you're a young guy coming into New York City, a very passionate fan base of the New York Jets, and to not be there and to not have this deal done, it probably is not doing him any favors. Yeah, no, not at all. And it's interesting. I'm just, I, I feel like from what I have seen of Zach Wilson, he seemed like a very humble type sure. of guy. And sure. He did put up great numbers, but I but know then you get people around you. Yeah. So it's not dealing, just him. It's, and when you're dealing with millions and millions of dollars yeah. on the line, I know he's getting a bit of a prima donna rap. So we'll just have to see. Yeah, what. and maybe a little bit unfair. But now you've got people around you. You've got agent. You've got representation, mm-hmm. and you've got endorsers. Uh, Zach Wilson is not just Zach Wilson. It's the Zach Wilson business right. now as the number two pick in the NFL draft and being a quarterback for one of the two franchises in New York City. So there's a lot of things that come with that. And Robert Salah, the head coach, said when it gets done, it's get, it gets done. From a rookie standpoint, you need as many reps as you can, but he's got tremendous drive and intelligence, so when he gets
gets out here, I know he will make up for it. So we'll continue to track the Zach Wilson situation. Hopefully he gets out on the field later this week. We'll see when we come back, talking MLB and get into a little bit of Olympic golf talk on the Lombardi line. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. wager into $100 on the Cardinals or Indians to hit a home run with BetMGM. Just use bonus code VEASAN100 when you sign up for the King of Sportsbooks and get ready for showtime. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com for more details and make sure to use that promo code VEASAN100. New customer offer paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. It must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., or West Virginia only. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. In Colorado, Nevada, Virginia, and Washington, D.C., 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. And 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. In Tennessee, you can call or text the red line at 800-889-9789. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. And as we welcome you back onto the Lombardi line, if you want to get in on that VEASAN 100 
special with BetMGM. You got to get in quick because that game is right around the corner about to start. The uh, Wrapping up a two-game set there between the Cards and Indians. Indians are favored. Um, I believe it's minus 115 there, the number for them. Um, any thoughts that stand out to you about that one? Yeah, and we've had a little flip of favorite actually in the overnight now. Uh, oh, Kim and the Cardinals are the favorites here at minus 115. Okay. Uh, where I went with this game, I went with the under here at under nine. It's now juicy the under at minus 120 at BetMGM. Still out there at nine. And and look, I always say seven and nine are key no numbers on baseball totals. So you are starting to see some eight and a halves in other spots in the market. So get that nine if you can and pay the little extra tax on the under. This is one of those I always like to play when you have what I call the getaway day game unders, basically, because you've got two teams that are going to be traveling. Uh, the next day that either have the either have a game the next day or they have the day off. So I like the and and the market likes it too. I like the under nine here between these two teams. There were six runs between them yeah. last night. Kim, uh, you know you're looking and you're expecting maybe at least a little bit of regression to come at some point because his xFIP's about a run and a half higher than his ERA is, and Plesac kind of is what he is: four thirty ERA, four fifty two on the xFIP. But I don't know if the Indians are able to take advantage of that regression that might be coming for Kim uh, in terms of that standpoint. So market likes the under. I like the under as well. Minus or on minus one twenty under nine. Yeah, you mentioned that six run total last night. Cards won 4-2. St. Louis now winners of 7 of 11 of their last games here in the second half and I, I do like their advantage in the pitching matchup personally just because Kim has won his last five starts but yeah. you're right. You never know. And this division is, you know, this is still Milwaukee's division to lose because they're seven games up and uh, over the Cincinnati Reds. Cardinals now all of a sudden one game over 500. They kind of been around that that line, you know, that 50-50 line all year, but one game over. They're eight games back, so the deadline, of course, is Friday afternoon. We shall see if these teams are going to elect. The Reds have made mm-hmm. some moves, but not like some big moves, but they have made moves at least a little bit to give that bullpen some depth. That bullpen is the weak part of the team, so maybe the Reds are going for it because it looks like the Chicago Cubs, and we'll see if the big names move. They are going to be sellers in this division. Yeah, I was going to say, I knew that you were going to come in happy to the segment because the Reds beat the Cubs yesterday, 7-4, bouncing back from that game one loss. And Joey Votto, pair of homers. Joseph Daniel Votto still doing it at his age. So, uh, (laughs) look, the the Reds can hit. The problem is, and, and the starting pitching, I think, has been pretty solid, but the bullpen has just been awful, and that's why they got Luis Sessa from the New York Yankees as maybe another guy to try out. I don't know if they're going to try him out at the closer role at first, but he's certainly going to be part of that bullpen because it's just been so inconsistent. Look, and you mentioned them beating the Cubs last night. They blew a game uh, on uh, uh, Tuesday night, rather, in, or uh, I'm sorry, Monday night, when they gave up that home run to uh, Javi Baez where he kind of walked it off and strutted to first base. There's a little bit of heat between Javi Baez and Amir Garrett. So, of course, Javi Baez was ruled out of the lineup last night with what was called a heel injury. That was basically like, okay, we don't want him to get it thrown right at his head next time because he strutted on our pitcher and uh, he's been, you know, him and Amir Garrett, Anthony Rizzo's been involved in that. Mm -hmm. They've kind of been going back and forth trash talking over the years. So, uh, if he was in the lineup, he was probably going to take one uh, 
uh, take a pitch either to the back or to the upper part of the body last night. So the Cubs elected to sit him. Well, that rematch tonight at 8.05 Eastern. But another one, if you want to get down on it before it starts, starting at 1.10 Eastern time. Tigers at the Twins. That one went to extras last night. Twins were trailing 5-1 going into the ninth. And then rookie Eric Haas hits his first career grand slam to tie things up for Detroit. Um, the Twins have now blown leads in 36 games this season. <laughs> Fun fact for you. Yeah, can you tell why they're going to be sellers here? Because they're yeah. expecting a lot of guys to move, obviously. Nelson Cruz got moved last week to Tampa Bay as they wanted another bat with some pop in their lineup. But I got to expect Jose Barrios could be on the move. Taylor Rogers could be on the move. Josh Donaldson could be on the move. The Twins have been the ultimate disappointment because I think if there was one team in that Central where they thought maybe could challenge who was the clear favorite, that being the Chicago White Sox, I think it was the Twins. Nobody expected much out of the Tigers and Royals and rightfully so. The Indians on a little bit of a retool now that Frankie Lindor is a New York Met, kind of trying to figure it out a little bit. So you thought maybe the Twins are going to be that team, and they are 16 games under yeah. 500. I did not expect that with the Minnesota Twins, so they're going to be going ahead and uh, selling some pieces over the next couple days. Kind of two pitchers I would want to go against here in J.A. Happ and uh, Wiley Peralta, and the Tigers are getting the money. Tigers only seven games under 500. They've been a very scrappy team. They're not going anywhere from a playoff standpoint, but they've been, I think, a little bit better in preseason prognosticators thought. And they're getting the money here. If this goes a little lower, I'm going to lean with the Minnesota Twins, but a very tepid lean at this standpoint because you got a lot of guys on that roster wondering if this is going to be their last game wearing a Twins mm -hmm. uniform here in the next couple days. That total I did see going up and down between 10, 10 and a half. It is at 10 right now. Uh, 11 runs scored in the game last night, but again, it did go to extras. So um, we'll see. I want to transition now here to some Olympic golf talk because you are a resident golf expert these days um, and I need help. I need help to know who to bet on in golf. We know that uh, Colin Morikawa is up there who just won the Open Championship and he's a favorite, but give me the lowdown on the field, especially since I know a couple of big names aren't going to be out there. Yeah, I skirted a couple of the favorites here and you did mention a couple big names not being there, that being John Rahm and Bryson DeChambeau who withdrew over the weekend due to positive COVID-19 tests. So the field strength takes a little bit of a hit. By the way, only 60 players in this field, so it's not like it's a traditional field. tournament. Even though the format is kind of the same, you have four rounds. The first round beginning tonight, 6.30 Eastern, 3.30 Pacific uh, our time because it'll be 7.30 Tokyo time will be the first uh, group that tees off. So, you know, 72-hole event, tournament format. The leader obviously wins the gold, second wins the silver, third wins the bronze. There's a three-hole aggregate playoff if there is a need for a tie to settle one of these medals. So still a very strong field, at least stronger than I think what we had at Rio. And you mentioned Galen Marikawa, Justin Thomas, Xander Schauffele, Patrick Reed, Rory McIlroy, Hideki Matsuyama playing in his home country as defending Masters champion now in Japan, Victor Hovland from Norway. So a lot of top 20 players in this field, but I went with another top 20 players, kind of the forgotten one, and that's Paul Casey at 16-1. to He was my shortest price of the week. 44 years old now is Paul Casey representing Team GB here in the Olympic Games and also will likely be on the Ryder Cup team later this fall. And I think when you get older, like when you're a younger player, like as these guys in their 20s, Ryder Cup and any international competition doesn't really mean as much to him because it's 
like, well, I got time on my side. I'm only 25. I can play out on this PGA Tour until I'm 50. And, you know, so they don't maybe, they're not maybe as in tune with that as maybe when you get a little bit older, like Paul Casey. Like, it wasn't as important to him when he was younger. Now it's important to him because he knows these opportunities are really fleeting when you're an older player to represent your country. And he's been pretty consistent in his game this season, seven top tens and 15 starts, including a win at Dubai, which uh, we tapped right here on VSIN. Really good on strokes gained approach behind Colin Morikawa, who's the best in the world at it. Putts a little better on bent grass, good history in Asia. So I like Paul Casey 16 to 1. Also at BetMGM, if you want to take him just a medal, he is 9 to 2. So Paul Casey, a couple guys in the mid to high 20 range, Cameron Smith and Joaquin Neiman. Cameron Smith representing Australia, as he's done very well in international competition. And he's one of these younger players that actually gears up for international competition. He's proud to represent his homeland of Australia. Very good putter, 7 to 1 to medal at BetMGM, 23 to 1. Uh, is where I got him to win the thing. Joaquin Neiman representing Chile, 28 to 1, about 13 to 2 to medal at BetMGM. Really good off the tee. And now all of a sudden he's got another compatriot from Chile on the PGA Tour. He is only 22 years old. It mm-hmm. seems like he's been out there for about three or four mm-hmm. years on the tour. But Mito Pereira, who got the battlefield promotion from the Corn Ferry Tour to the PGA Tour, that means when you win three times in a year, you get immediately promoted. So now Mito Pereira is kind of the flavor of the month from Chile. And maybe Joaquin Neiman is like, you know what? I better produce some results. He's had three runner-ups this year on the PGA Tour. It's like, okay, this other guy, he's getting all the hype here. What about me? I'm supposed to be the young star from my nation. So nothing more would cement that status than to win an Olympic medal here. But one name that I was looking at that I wasn't sure how he would come out was Hideki Matsuyama, just because obviously there's a lot of pressure being in Mm -hmm. your home country of Japan, and especially after you won the green jacket. I imagine there's got to be a lot of nerves that could come with that. But then again, you could live up to that moment. I was He won on this course, by the way, uh, about 10 years ago. ago. Yeah, Yeah, so he has won on this course. But there is a lot of pressure when you're the face of golf in your country. Uh, So there is a little bit on that. And then he tested positive at the beginning of the month for COVID-19, so he had to withdraw from a couple of events, so we shall see. He certainly is capable right. here. You don't want to, you absolutely cannot discount his chances, but I think it's baked into the cake in terms of the price here, you know, around 12 to 1 to go ahead and win this event at BetMGM, so I did take a pass on him. May regret it, but I just, you know, we talk about the Olympic pressure. Mm-hmm. It's especially a big-time pressure when it's in your home country. Especially now that Naomi Osaka as well is out right. of it. One name I was confused at, if you could just give me, like, really, really quick. I was surprised that Xander Shoffley was as high on the list as he was. Well, he does really well in short fields. Three of his four PGA Tour wins are against, uh, you know, shorter fields, and there's only 60 here. Recently just got married, so maybe that's something that could be, like, a nappy factor that propels him. But, yeah, his price is a little short for me, even though I usually like to back him. Well, stay with us. We're going to take a quick break here on the Lombardi line, but the second hour is on the other side. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.